Hi guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are we all? I hope you're all well. I hope you're all enjoying your day. First and foremost, welcome to my new podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I do appreciate it. My name's Taranim and yeah, to be honest, I'm just going to get straight into it. So today's episode is going to be about Black Lives Matter slash police brutality. Now, to be honest with you, my my first episode was always going to be about some sort of race issue slash Black Lives Matter because that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I enjoy talking about. And, you know, I strongly do believe that the media doesn't give the issue enough publicity. It's not an active topic in the news because if it was, you know, we would have seen some change by now, but obviously not. And to be honest, I didn't want to start the podcast on such a a dark note but due to a very tragic event that happened in my home my home city Cardiff recently I feel as if it's almost my duty to try and attempt to raise some sort of awareness about the event which I'll get on to now. So on the 8th of January a 24 year old Somali brother by the name of Mahmoud Mohammed Hassan was arrested for breach of peace. Now, take in mind, breach of peace literally means making a bit of noise, being a bit loud, okay? Calm. Now, he was released from custody at 8.30am the following morning, so Saturday the 9th of January. Take in mind, free of charge, and I I think I forgot to mention that there were 20 police officers at the scene. Ask me why there were 20 police officers, honestly, I couldn't tell you, but surely, ideally, you'd only need four police officers at most. But you know, only God knows. But unfortunately, after a couple of hours of arriving at his apartment, Mahmoud was found dead. Now, his family said he was evidently beaten while being in custody and he had bite marks all over him. And I think what struck me most is that South Wales police have used the words sudden and unexplained to describe his death. Now, if you're from Cardiff, you would know that for the past four days, members of the public have been protesting outside of Cardiff Bay Police Station, where he was taken in, demanding the police department to release the footage. Now, if this death was so sudden and these police officers were so innocent, surely the police department would release the footage to stop all the hassle of the protests. And and the sad thing is, as, as messed up as this sounds, I remember getting told and I remember reading all the articles and I was on FaceTime with my friends and I just remember saying, I'm not surprised. And when you deep it, that's so messed up. It's really not okay. Why has it led to this? Why has it taken this many lives to, I don't even want to use the word normalise because that's not the right word, but to think, yeah, of course they would. And it's no secret police brutality has been a thing for centuries now. You know, it didn't just start when George Floyd got killed by those, I don't even want to call them humans, because they were actually just creatures. You know, right now, I'm going to be very straight up. If you still do not understand why we're still fighting, why we are so hurt, why we are fighting for simple human rights, simple equality, you are racist. And I will say it again and again and again. You have chosen to ignore what's going on. You have chosen to be ignorant. In conclusion, you are part of the problem. 
And I know we've heard this all before, people saying it's just not enough not to be racist, not to say the N-words, but it's the truth. And members of the white, Asian, Arab and all other communities, I'm speaking to you right now, as and even black people, we as a nation, I think we really need to start getting it together. And I know people have said this so many times, but we do, because we need to start making an active change. And I know racism has been embedded into our communities, families and cities for centuries now. And I acknowledge that's not our fault. I acknowledge it's because of systematic racism, which, you know, is of course is out of our hands. But this does not mean we sit down and we mindlessly watch the world kill more of our innocent brothers and sisters. How many more? How many more lives until it takes us to start seeing a change? Because it's 2021, big, big 2021. And it's been happening for what feels like a lifetime. And I'm tired. We're all tired. I can't sit here and watch another Instagram video, another TikTok, another Snapchat of another member of my community being killed and me just sitting there doing nothing. I cannot sit here and experience that lockdown one feeling of waking up and feeling sad, enraged, upset, all because of what? Because the world throws a few laws here and there and they and they think they've sold world peace. Now, maybe, just maybe if the police did do their job properly, take in mind the role of the police is to protect our community, to look out for our safety. Why is it that, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to me, when I'm around the presence of the police, suddenly I'm experiencing feelings of anxiousness, I'm feeling scared, even though I know I'm just going about my day, I'm just minding my own business, I've done nothing wrong. And I understand that it's hard to inspect if someone's racist. I understand you can't read people's minds. But you cannot have racist individuals in an institution that preaches their peacemakers. But only keep your promise when it comes to serving those who are classed as quote-unquote elite in the community. Now, at the time, I thought nothing of it. But as the days went on, it kept replaying in my head. And I kept thinking to myself, Black Lives Matter isn't a trend. Do you know what I mean? We can't just stop talking about an issue that is still very much present. And I strongly believe this is the reason why every year Black Lives Matter starts trending and, you know, give it a few weeks and it stops because people recognise it as a trend that, you know, you have to hop on in order to not get cancelled so you don't ruin your reputation. This has been happening ever since I had social media. What's that? Since like year eight? And people don't recognise it for what it is, for a real life issue that is taking real lives. It's important to remember social media only catches a few of these cases. I think we, we need to ask ourselves the question, how many lives have been taken off camera? And it kills me to, to think we're fighting for basic human rights in big, big 2021. For example, I was having a conversation with, with my friends about where I'd like to travel in the future. And I said France. And then I remembered, nope, that's, that's not an option for me. And then, you know, I mentioned Italy. It's not too far. The weather's nice, a nice landscape. And then I remembered by going to these locations that, you know, a Caucasian person can book, you know, a holiday without thinking twice, I am practically risking my life. You know, it's such a messed up world we live in. And and deeper, if I want to go somewhere, even in the UK, I need to research how racist the area is. 
and don't don't take it wrong i i acknowledge that i am more than blessed i am so incredibly blessed and i'll admit it sometimes i do forget and sometimes i do take it for granted and you know nothing shows me the difference of race in society more clearer than the recent event in the us capitol where trump supporters were literally storming into the capitol and, you know, several police officers were actually suspended due to, to the violence they participated in. But when black people are peacefully rioting and we are literally saying peaceful protests, we get labelled as angry and ghetto. You know, I remember reading an article and it was like 93% of people, no, 93% of black Lives Matter protests were actually peaceful. And take in mind, we're, we're writing for simple human rights. It's not to do with politics. Human Black Lives Matter is nothing to do with politics. It's nothing to do with, with you know, all these extra things. We simply just want equality. And, you know, I don't want to make this into a competition of who has it worse, but it's, it's simply white privilege. And the thing I've noticed about people who say all lives matter is they're not in denial about the issue of racism and Black Lives Matters, but they choose to take the spotlight of Black Lives Matters and bring in other issues. And I'm not ignorant of the fact that, you know, there are issues that are, you know, so extremely inhumane and, you know, are so horrible. But at this point in time, the world is is so extremely complex. I think it's so important to take on one issue at a time because, this is a whole race we're talking about. This is a whole race that lives in fear from the police. This is a whole race that is scared to make a move or say a word in front of the police in fear of getting shot. And I remember, I remember being on Snapchat the other day. And you know what? In general, I think Snapchat is just bad vibes, to be honest. I, I honestly couldn't tell you why, but that app is just bad vibes. But this girl I know, we used to go to the same high school, you know, nice girl from what I can remember. She's a, you know, we're we're the same age. Um, she's a white female. On her story, she posted no no fake tan, no fake nails. I don't know how I'm gonna survive in this pandemic, something like that. And I got I got a big realize, not even a realization, but you know, you know, in Raven when she gets that that zoom moment, that li- that calling moment, I promise you, it was exactly like that. And I just thought to myself, it's mad how how different your priorities can be purely based off your skin colour. Now, if you know me, you'd know that I don't like to complain. I wouldn't even say this is complaining, but it's more it's more discussing the issue. But I don't like to talk without proposing a solution. And to be honest with you, I don't have anything major. I don't have anything new. But I will say keep reposting because as long as we're keeping, you know, the the topic of Black Lives Matter relevant and, and active in the media, then I think eventually it could reach main, mainstream news. And for all those people that say it won't help because everyone's posting it, even if you educate three new people from your Snapchat out of what, 300 views, that is still three new people and everyone has different audiences. And I think the reason as to why as to why news doesn't reach communities outside of, you know, your own, is because it's always the same people posting it. You know, although Cardiff is a very small city, I feel as if, 
you know, half of Cardiff doesn't even know what's going on. And I'd also say keep going to these protests. Of course, stay safe, wear your masks, try and maintain social distancing. But it's it's important to, you know, attempt to show we're strong as a community and we're all working together. And, you know, because these oppressors, they want us to crumble. They want us to pull each other down. And, you know, even if you can't go to protest because obviously the pandemic and everything, I think it's important to educate yourselves, educate your family and educate your friends because it all starts with an individual change. I think we need to normalise asking questions because it's not embarrassing. I think people have a stigma around asking questions being embarrassing when personally, rather, I'd rather someone ask me a question that post something and mindlessly follow the crowd without actually knowing what they're on about because I strongly believe that only once you're informed you're able to work against it and if everyone just took a few minutes out of their week not even day literally just to read an Instagram thread or a Twitter thread or something like that and you've educated yourself then maybe we can start collectively working as a team and working together to start, you know, seeing an active change. Keep faith and stay believing that our brothers and sisters will receive justice. And also remember that we are working towards building a better future for ourselves and the next generation. And I just remembered this, so I'll put this in too. But um, me and my friend, I think it was yesterday, we had this conversation and we were talking about um two types of anger so I believe there's two types of anger good anger and bad anger I'd say bad anger is when you're basically screaming through the through the screen you know um you're not using a calm tone and I believe this type of anger actually scares people away it scares people outside of your community which is literally the literally the opposite of what we want to do I think we need to remember our aim is to obviously educate everyone in the community but also bring people outside of our own communities and educate them on the issues so they're on our side and I think good anger is when you channel your anger into something useful whether that's poetry whether that's spoken words whether that's writing whether that's speaking whatever you're into as long as you're leading people into the right direction without scaring away I think that can be, you know, classed as good anger. And I'd just like to say I am sending so, so, so much love to his family and all his friends and the community. May Allah grant his family sabr. May Allah grant him jannatul firdos. I mean, but yeah, I hope you're all okay. I hope you're all staying strong and I hope you're all staying healthy. Please don't hesitate to leave me any feedback. Drop me a DM. My Instagram is unveiled dot underscore I believe I'll, I'll try link it down below or something and yeah I hope you guys all enjoy the rest of your week thank you for listening bye